0: Hey, Augie.
1: Good morning, Nia. How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you?
1: Uh, I'm good. And, and, and one of the reasons why I, I'm really excited, uh, we're going to do uh, uh, this particular podcast episode is uh, one of our shorter in the news episodes right
0: in the news and in the news now is the Supreme Court okay wait now let me back up the Supreme Court's always in the news but in this particular well, in my instance world
1: it, in my world it, all, it always is but
0: in this particular instance they're in the news because they spent five hours yes. grilling the snot out of attorneys. some university attorneys over affirmative action yes And I have to admit, and I'm not proud of this, that I have been so busy that I heard it with half an ear, and I would like clarification, if you can give me some clarification on it, because I I don't want to be not in the know, but I also don't want to be an attorney by the time we're done talking. Well, So I need the simplified version of this. (laughs) Okay. So let's first start with the facts.
1: Uh, Listeners, as Nia just pointed out, um, on uh, Monday, October 31st, uh, the Supreme Court held nearly five hours of oral arguments in two related cases.
0: Is that normal?
1: No. Okay, that, so they
0: over grilled. Oh, yeah. They, these were these were charcoal nubs by the time they were done yeah. grilling. Yeah, right. This was not your your medium rare.
1: Uh, no. Okay. The, okay. The, the 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 food products at the end of these two <laughs> were inedible. Years, okay. <laughs> it, 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 there were there was a lot of. Um, in the in the chefs who are listening will be just absolutely mortified there was a lot of black okay
0: carbonized
1: (laughs) yes okay foodstuffs, right because typically nia uh each case would have received just one hour
0: oh okay so they went way over way over double plus yes
1: okay so the two cases um uh, uh, students for fair admissions versus U, uh, University of North Carolina, the second case, uh, the same uh, interest group, students for fair admissions, and I'm just going to go with the acronym, S-F-F-A versus Harvard, okay?
0: Oh, now, Harvard and UNC, so a private and a public. Public,
1: that's right, okay? And, okay. In, in Is two, this one
0: of those where they combine them because the... Well, Kind of sort The of. question that's going to be answered, answered is going to be the same for same,
1: both? Uh, kind of, sort of. Okay. And that's, and that's the reason why it gets a little complex. So
0: <laughs> That's not the only reason, I'm sure.
1: Yes. Yeah. So in the UNC case, its affirmative action program was challenged for violating the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. The 14th Amendment applies to state government, and the University of North Carolina is an arm of the state government it, okay. It, it, yeah okay is a unit of north carolina state government gotcha in the harvard case its affirmative action program was uh, challenged for violating the 1964 civil rights act specifically title VI of the federal uh, of the uh, u.s government code um uh, and the reason why the 14th Amendment does not apply to the Harvard case because Nia, Harvard is what kind of university?
0: Private.
1: Private. Okay. So um it's the civil so rights. It's not Board. a
0: state entity.
1: Yeah, it's not a state entity. Okay. Gotcha. Now, in both of these cases, the lower federal courts ruled in favor of the universities because the lower federal court said both of the university's affirmative action programs complied with Supreme Court precedent in a a number of cases. Bakke versus Regents of California, 1978, Uh, Greider versus Bollinger, 2003, which was a University of Michigan case. And then as recently as 2016, uh, Fisher versus the University of Texas. So the lower courts ruled in favor of the two universities. Okay. In these Supreme Court precedents, the Supreme Court held that racial quotas could not be used, but race could be used as one criteria among many to achieve the following compelling interest and the compelling interest is diversity among a university's student population
0: so you can't set a number Correct. right we will have 200 african american students we will have 100 native american students you can't do that but you can take it into account along with other things yes to try to get a more diverse
1: student population okay okay um and that actually came from justice uh, lewis powell's majority opinion in the bachy case and a narrow majority of the court in the bollinger case in the fisher case okay upheld that that narrow use for that particular compelling government interest okay, okay? So, after nearly five hours of oral arguments, okay, on October 31st, it's in my opinion, and pretty much almost everybody else who's read the oral transcript, UNC and Harvard's affirmative action programs more than likely are not gonna be upheld by the Supreme Court, okay?
0: Now, is, it, is that always the case that the argument predicts the... No,
1: and I'm glad you pointed that out. Those of us who make our living <laughs> analyzing Supreme Court rulings, um, when we read the oral argument transcripts, they're not always an accurate predictor of how the court's going to vote, okay? Okay. But Nia.
0: But this is your instinct. Your instinct is is telling you. And
1: and, and in reading the transcripts, it's pretty clear. You have the three liberal justices on the current court. So that would be Sotomayor, Kagan, and Brown Jackson. All three of them are more than likely going to vote to uphold both universities' affirmative action programs. I mean, their questions for the attorney from um uh s f f a okay in some cases were just downright hostile right i mean they 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 attacked the fundamental premise of the challenge they went ahead and you know reminded you know and i think they did this as much for the conservative justices on the court they reminded uh the uh, uh the attorneys that um, uh, of the country's despicable history of mistreating uh, 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 minority Americans, uh, Americans of color, okay? Um, uh, It's pretty clear those three justices, they're gonna vote to uphold uh, both universities' affirmative action programs.
0: Okay. What do the six have a problem with?
1: Okay, so, Some of the justices believe that uh, both schools' affirmative action programs violate the 1964 Civil Rights Act, okay? Now, this is a law, this is considered one of the landmark civil rights acts in our country's history, and it basically forbids recipients of federal government aid from discriminating on the basis of a large number of an eight characteristics, including race, sex, ethnicity, country of origin, religion, and age. Now, that would be in some situations a middle ground approach, right? Because if the court went ahead and said both programs violated the 64 civil rights act it would allow congress to do what to the law change the law change the law to allow universities to take into account race right okay um and by the way oh but if they
0: take into account race it's disc it's potentially discriminatory against race against
1: but if, okay,
0: so if you're looking for African-American students to, to add to your diversity and you turn away Native American students or Asian-American students, you could potentially be discriminating on, ba- on the basis, the basis of, of race. The race. I see. I did not, I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't thoroughly understand that's what they're yes. saying is that if you pick one over another, you are discriminating Remaining against the second group.
1: group that's right. And this is uh, the question that this is this is the questioning that uh, Justice Gorsuch uh, made of both universities attorneys.
0: Okay, that's actually I mean, I I oh, man, I always feel bad when I agree with Okay, but things that at the first blush seem like they would be the right thing to do. But in fact, that is a thing you would need to take into account is who are you harming? Yes, because when you do this,
1: because university admissions and again, lawyers for both universities acknowledge this university admissions are zero sum processes. Right.
0: Right. If I let you in, I am turning someone else else
1: away. Okay.
0: the pie is not infinite. And the reason why I say
1: that this would be a middle ground approach if the court held that is that. Because it's not a constitutional decision, Congress could go ahead and adjust the 1964 Civil Rights Act in response. So it would not require a constitutional amendment.
0: Right, they could just pass a new law that says, okay, to change the language in blah 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 to read yada yada yada. Okay, and then they would be done. Okay.
1: Now another problem the conservatives on the court had, and this could Again, lead itself to a kind of sort of middle ground approach. Okay. Are the school's affirmative action programs not narrowly tailored, assuming that the compelling interest is fine? So, this is what uh, Chief Justice Roberts and Justice Alito um, questioned pretty much all of the attorneys about. Okay. if using race as one of the considerations, is not narrowly tailored, meaning that it harms some groups while benefiting others, is there another way or are there other ways for universities to achieve diversity in their student populations without using race?
0: I have to admit that my first thought was If you want students from diverse backgrounds, go to diverse schools and recruit there, because that would be a way to encourage that.
1: And if that is too time-consuming and expensive, are there other proxy measures that would get at diversity?
0: Oh, like socioeconomic status status or neighborhoods? Yes. Right. Okay. Okay. Geographic neighborhoods is what I mean, or, okay.
1: Because there's quite a bit of, you know, social science research that I'm aware of that, you know, points out that, you know, you can achieve diversity, whether you're talking about student populations, uh, government employment, okay, etc., cetera, by looking at socioeconomic status, okay? Because if you come from uh, a comparatively poor family, But you've done really well in school or you've done really well on a standardized test. Wow. Right? Right. Okay. You should be
0: rewarded with
1: support Uh, to go to college. College, right? Or, you know, you know, to your point, you know, focus on geographical representation. Right. right? If you
0: if you chose students from the east end in Richmond,
1: Richmond. you would
0: more than likely get a diverse group of folk. Because the know, east end is more diverse than the west end. West end. One.
1: Or you go ahead and, and, and try to get a balance of urban versus rural.
0: Right. Okay. Because that's a different kind of diversity. Exactly. Device, okay. Yeah,
1: okay. Uh, and again.
0: Well, and the definition of diversity, I'm assuming, is coming into question here. What yes. do you mean by diverse?
1: Yes. And, and again, this is a middle ground approach because it still assumes that di- student diversity is a compelling interest.
0: <laughs> well, and uh, okay. I'm going to say that I I believe it is a compelling interest because I think that college is a great place to have your ideas challenged. Yes. And the way that you do that is to have a diverse group of people With having people. a discussion. Yes. Right? That mm-hmm. challenges everybody's ideas, lets everybody Sort of have to think through and defend why they believe a certain thing, which seems to me like a good idea for college. Which is why you would want as many voices in the room as you could get.
1: And 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 I'm with you. I mean, Nia, you and I again, Generation X. Okay, you know, diversity being a good thing is part and parcel of our generation's right. It is our
0: fundamental to our belief system. I think for most of us. Us.
1: That's right. Now, the but okay, did so, the
0: colleges not make a good argument for that?
1: They did a terrible job, in my estimation.
0: <laughs> should, they, should, I have been, should I have been there to talk about that? <laughs> uh,
1: they got so locked in on defending the status quo um, uh-huh. that um, what I'm afraid is going to happen. Okay, so I've mentioned three potential outcomes, right? The wait. first outcome did anybody
0: wait, wait. wait. I have a question. Wait, wait, before you get to the outcomes. Did anybody bring up the diversity question? Yes. What is
1: diversity? Okay, we're going to get to that, Neo. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so listeners, I've already mentioned three potential outcomes. The three liberals convinced a couple of the conservatives to maintain the status quo, and the current Supreme Court precedents don't get overturned. Unlikely. Not very likely in my reading of the oral arguments. I've just mentioned two middle ground outcomes, right? Uh, The court says the university's affirmative action programs violate the 1964 Civil Rights Act, but at least that still gives Congress the opportunity to revise the law to allow for this exception for college admissions. Or, okay, option three, another middle ground, if you will, ruling The court says, okay, diversity is still a compelling interest, but the way you use race is not narrowly tailored. Go back to the drawing board, find other ways to create a diverse student population. Okay. The fourth potential outcome that I see, and this is the one that colleges, universities would absolutely hate, is (laughs) the court holds that diversity is not a compelling interest, Okay, And therefore, colleges and universities are going to have to go back to the drawing board in regards to what they prioritize in regards to college admissions. This was the focus of a number of the conservatives, but most prominently, Justice Clarence Thomas, who at least twice, went ahead and asked university attorneys, how are, you know, what is diversity? How are you defining? How are you defining diversity? Okay. And they couldn't. Oh, they struggled with it. They (sighs) so struggled with it, right? Because I think what Clarence Thomas was getting at is, if you're asking us to ignore the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment, and you're asking us to ignore the clear language of the 1964 Civil Rights Act, you better have a really good reason. And the reason you all have stated is diversity in the student population. But what is diversity, okay? Is it diversity of thought? Is it diversity of life experience? Is it diversity based on Membership in particular groups within society.
0: Okay, what is
1: diversity? Okay. Yeah,
0: they should have expected that was, they were going to have to articulate that. Or are they just hoping,
1: the, the attorneys for the universities, were they just hoping,
0: okay? That everybody would just assume diversity is good without that, being able to define what diversity is in order to determine whether it's good or not. Or it was a strategic decision.
1: We, we want, we're not going to get Clarence Thomas's vote anyways, we may not get a couple others, so let's go ahead and focus on the justices who we could possibly persuade. Ah. I don't know. Okay. I think the best the colleges and universities could hope for is that either the Supreme Court says their programs violate the 1964 Civil Rights Act or The court says their current programs are not narrowly tailored. Okay, so go back to the drawing board and find other ways to achieve a diverse student population.
0: So the middle ground options—that's the best the universities. I think that's the
1: best in reading the the the, the transcripts. And by the way, uh, for listeners who are uh, who are thinking, Augie's used narrowly tailored and compelling interests. That reminds me of something. Well. Nee and I talked about that uh, in a previous podcast episode about Supreme Court tests. Those are the two parts of strict scrutiny. Right. And I think for colleges, universities, if they can go back, if they are allowed to go back and come up with, (laughs) okay, other ways to achieve diversity, that's probably the best that they can hope for.
0: Do we think that's going to happen? Or is it just hard to read the court at this point?
1: I at, that, at this point, it's going to be hard to read because a lot of it's going to be, how does the vote go? Because they'll vote on this, in fact, probably today. But they won't tell us until all of the opinions have been written. So a lot of this will be, let's say John, uh, Chief Justice John Roberts is in the majority and he likes one of these middle ground approaches, right? Okay. He might decide to go ahead and assign the opinion to himself or Brett Kavanaugh, okay? Or Neil Gorsuch. But if he assigns it to Clarence Thomas Thomas. or Alito, okay? Yeah, affirmative action's going down and I don't see how colleges and universities would, would be able to resurrect it in their admissions processes
0: and there is almost no chance that the three will entice three,
1: three liberals i just again reading the, the 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 questions and the comments during oral arguments i just don't see it right that
0: well i mean in me fairness the... to the to the conservatives on the court Asking people to explain what they mean by diversity is not a is not out of bounds here. That's not a well, ooh, a gotcha ju- question. You should have you should have yeah. been able to articulate what you mean by that.
1: And if that's the justification for using any innate characteristic as part of the admissions process, you better come to the oral arguments prepared, okay? To I mean, hey, you're probably not going to convince Clarence Thomas otherwise. I mean, right. his dislike for affirmative action programs is well stated. But if you want to go ahead and pick off, for instance.
0: Amy Coney Barrett.
1: Amy Coney Barrett or Brett Kavanaugh, perhaps the chief justice.
0: you You needed to have that articulable. Yeah. This is to, what we mean, and this is why it's valuable.
1: It's valuable, right? And by the way, Nia and I didn't put this in the research notes, and there were almost a hundred friend of the court briefs submitted by interest groups, businesses, former military for these two cases.
0: On oh, which no. side?
1: Um, most, or did they split? No, most were for the affirmative action programs okay yes okay um i mean that's a stunning. saying, um, stunning saying
0: personal stories of this is this is what this. it's done for my life to be able to go to or harvard this. or unc or whatever
1: a few were personal most were about institutions ah the military business industry right so
0: ongoing institutional racism
1: or the benefits to these institutions because of of diverse of, of having a diverse diverse work workforce. Gotcha. Okay, you know this is what, you know we live in an increasingly global international community. Okay, we need young people who are going to comprise okay the backbone of our military. Of our government agencies, of our you know corporations, to be able to interact with, work with, okay, diverse clientele, okay, et cetera, et cetera, and each
0: other, yeah,
1: yeah, okay, Um, but when will we know? Oh well, we won't. There's no way to gauge that precisely. But if I had to hazard a guess, since this is so controversial okay and i'm gonna
0: wait till next june and drop uh, it I, like I, I, mike I, drop on their way out of town uh, see ya and yeah, then yes and and, and and nia
1: i would expect multiple opinions you would really have to, okay you're going to have a majority you're going to have a dissent and then you're going to have a bunch of justices writing concurrences OK, where they we
0: got to the right answer, but not for the right reasons
1: or... or they want to go ahead and emphasize that, you know, this is good, but this is not so good or they're going to try to limit the scope of the majority opinion. Or you're going to get one from Clarence Thomas where he just comes out and says, OK, um, uh, affirmative action programs make the recipients second class citizens. Because people look down at, and this is this is his perspective, okay? Affirmative action programs, okay, generate, okay, um, uh, uh, suspicion that those who are the benef- beneficiaries
0: could not have gotten there on their own.
1: That's right. So, ah. Which means their accomplishments get second-guessed, okay, even though the programs are supposed to benefit them. Gotcha, and that's his perspective, and he gets. I,
0: I've heard that perspective before. I, I yes, um,
1: it gets widely criticized by uh, typically liberals. Okay, but he has been consistent, right? Um, so
0: they knew walking in what he was gonna. Oh, what yeah. he was gonna think? If okay.
1: I was the attorneys for the universities,
0: you I would have was, just given up on. I was we're not interested. gonna get. Thomas, I was so. Let's just yeah, move I was, on.
1: Was, i was pitching my arguments okay to three of the conservatives coney barrett kavanaugh and gorsuch because gorsuch is a wild card okay
0: yeah he sometimes comes up with stuff that you're like whoa well right you know you're a conservative right but
1: i mean but that's <laughs> that's who he is
0: right yeah yeah well and you know nobody's what i think that people we need to just keep hammering and reminding that once they get on the court they follow what they believe to be the right thing to do and yes it is sometimes wildly unpredictable who will who will believe what
1: yeah that's right yep
0: okay well this makes a lot more sense to me i had not put together that if you would i'm sorry to say that i had not put together that if you gave preferential admission to one race, you were, by necessity, discriminating against others. Because you're right, it is a sum zero uh, endeavor. There's, you know, you're going to deny someone because you're giving access to someone.
1: Yeah. And then. And,
0: and when you deny that individual, if you deny an individual of color, you are now creating a situation of of discriminating based on race.
1: And then the other part of the equation, which you know, Nia, because you and I work in higher education, right? I mean, we oftentimes take it for granted that people understand what is meant by diversity right, okay, um uh, particularly at you know the 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 university where we work at, right I mean, diversity um is woven into the culture of v c u right, okay, so I found it fascinating when some of the justices started saying, well, what do you mean by diversity, right? Well,
0: because you should be able to articulate that if you want, if you want to win the argument. Yeah, it's a good thing. You can't just say, because it's good. And people say, well, but why is it good? And you say, because I said so, right? At that point, you, you're relying on the parental argument of, because I said so, which is not, or, and or no court to, in the land is going to accept that as. Or an to
1: acknowledge that diversity means different things, or could mean different things. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and if you are seen to a court, that's the reason why you should allow us to go ahead and take into account race. Well, you better have a pretty a darn good reason. Yeah, a pretty darn good reason. Otherwise, you fail strict scrutiny. Right. All right. Anyways.
0: Thank you, Augie. That makes that make a lot more sense.
1: You're welcome. I, I, I enjoyed our discussion.